Welcome to the Lead Me On podcast, where we give you practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. My name is Lori King-Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Lori Gorell. For more than 25 years, we've been educating and coaching individuals who want to transform the way they lead. Join us each week as we provide inspiring conversations to help you increase your capability to lead with greater impact and influence. Get ready. It's time to lead me on. Hello, Lori Garrell. Hello, Lori King-Taylor. There was a neat little uh, song at the end of your hello. You must be having a good day. I am having a good day. It's been a great day and I had a marvelous weekend. So I'll sing my way through our podcast today. How fun is that? What a treat. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) In fact, several of our listeners have clicked off already. (laughs) I don't think so. I think they're waiting to see where this goes. Well, how are you doing? I am fantastic. I'm glad. I'm glad you're sled riding this weekend. You went sled riding? I did. Oh, how fun. It was a blast. The hill was surely quick enough. We stopped just before we went into the pond. And that's a good thing. (laughs) And it wasn't too steep to walk back up to do it again. Oh, fun. It was just like the perfect combination for a little sledding yesterday morning at my friend's house. Oh, I want to come. I want to (laughs) go to it. And then hot cocoa afterwards? I didn't. Oh. I I did refresh my tea, but I did not have hot cocoa. But wouldn't that have been very Norman Rockwell? It would have been. (laughs) So I'm excited today for us to jump in and talk about our little piece of the great resignation. Because everyone's talking about it right now with all of the people leaving jobs or retiring early. And I was reading a Harvard Business Review article and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is something we have got to talk about. And that is how to leave your job. I say gracefully, or we can say respectfully. It's about when we exit, what do we do so that we do it well? You know, and that's such an important piece when you leave a job is to leave it well. And a lot of times people don't think about that. They're very on trying to get to their next job. They're very much about, you know, just closing up and putting all the pieces together. But unfortunately, so much is left undone or unsaid, or unfortunately, bridges get burned along the way because we're just in a hurry to move on to the next job. Yeah. And if you think about it, we somewhat mentally check out in that rush. We know there's things to do. But our brains are already pretty excited about the new and what's ahead rather than tying up the old. And that when you get into that mindset, it's the bridges are pretty easy to burn. Yeah, they are. And you know what? I tell people all the time, be very careful about burning those bridges because you never know when you're going to see those people again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They could appear at your next job. They could. And it's amazing how, especially in niche industries, but how people, because of what you do, you keep encountering the same people and it might be at the, another employer, but it also might be at an industry event, might be on a panel together or a committee together. And it just can keep coming back around in so many different ways. Well, and goodness knows people talk, right? 
and we know each other in our industries. We go to conferences with them, even if they're spread out all over the country, we know a lot of people in our industry. So those people are going to talk and you could really end up with a bad reputation. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So let's talk about planning for exiting a job. And especially we're going to take this from a leader's perspective. So when it's time to exit that job, there is a lot of things that you've got going on, a lot of paperwork you've got to do for the new job, a lot of preparation that you need to do in getting ready for the new job. But let's talk about a checklist on what you need to do while you're still in the current job you're in so that you can make sure that when you leave, people are really, really sad to see you go. And I I would recommend in that sitting down and making that checklist to do it before you even turn in your notice so that you're, you can't check out yet. You haven't officially taken that step. And to do it from the, the perspective of you are still in this job, you really need to sit down and think through where are you and where are all of your projects and where is your team? Well, and I think that helps too, when you sit down with your manager to give your notice is to be able to give them some comfort in knowing that you've already thought through how you're going to tie up a lot of those loose ends. So as they are hitting the panic button because their favorite employee is now leaving the organization, you can give them some assurance that you've got it covered, you've thought through things, and that's going to help your managers in helping you in dealing with the exit as well. Right. And doesn't that go a long way to keeping the bridge built? If you sit down with your manager and you're like, okay, I've already thought through, I I am giving my notice, but here is my plan for my exit. It really kicks it off in a nice way rather than saying, you know, you can just go now. Yeah. (laughs) And, And that is the case in a lot of industries, especially very highly competitive industries that you need to also understand when you go give your notice, it is likely depending on your industry that your boss could say, it's okay, you don't have to work out a notice, you can leave now. Because a lot of industries do that because they are afraid that you're going to take clients with them or valuable information. Even if that could happen, if you've taken the time and you have your list together of your transition plan and how you want to set everyone up for success, your clients, customers, your team, your successor, how you want to set all these people up, even if they say, you know what, you don't have to work out your notice, you are leaving them in a good position to say, okay, this is what we need to do to keep moving, to keep rolling forward. And that too keeps a bridge from being burned. It does. Because think about it. How many people do that? You know, I, I recently was talking to someone and they were telling me about an employee of theirs who left them at a bad time. It wasn't a good time for them to leave. They were in the midst of a very big job and they were like, I'm turning in my, my notice and I'm taking the rest of my vacation. (laughs) That happens a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, you know, I think a strong company policy would prevent that. Yes. And that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other (laughs) podcast. But so in in creating this list, and I, I think I've said it a few times in our 60 plus episodes now, One of my favorite questions is what result do you want to produce? Right. And so having that in mind as you're creating your, your transition plan and having each of the different categories, the client, the customer, the, the team, the successor, 
even your manager, what result do you want to produce with each of them so that your actions are coming from that pure place of results? Right. In this plan that you're doing ahead of time where you're thinking through those things, once you've given your resignation is really sit down with your team and ask your team, what do you need from me? So here's what I've put together. Here's what I'm thinking, the plan I've been putting into place to make sure that the transition is smooth. What am I missing and what do you need from me? And making sure too, that you leave yourself open for them to be able to ask you questions on a regular basis while you're still there. But I think reaching out to those team members and saying, Hey, I don't want to leave you high and dry. So bleed me. What do you need? How can I help you? I would say that that conversation comes after you've turned in the notice. So we've been talking a little bit about before the notice. Um, You don't want to talk to the team before your management or your board or whomever has been notified because word travels so quickly and you don't want it to get back that other people knew before your boss. No, never, (laughs) never. Not good. Burned bridge, right? It's, it can happen so quickly. And just like that, even if you think you can really trust someone while we've been together for 12 years, and of course I can share it with this person. And, you know, that person might just have such a love for you that they're talking to someone later and they're just like, yeah, when they told me that they were doing this and, you know, a month before they left, I, I was just beside myself and I didn't want to spill the beans and right. They're just talking yes, and it comes out that they've known for quite some time. And, and that actually doesn't set them well for success either, because then the question comes up, can we trust them? So it's just a whole big tangled web that you wait till after the notice to tell anyone else long story to get there, but we've got there. So this roll right into setting up that team for their success and meeting with them to convey your plan and asking them for what they need so that you don't check out. It's really keeping focus on working the plan. It is. So once you have a plan in place and everybody knows that plan, you really need to stick with that plan as closely as you can. And things are going to come in the way, you know, with the new job and the excitement and all the things that you have to do to prepare for the new job, you're going to have these roadblocks and it may be really tempting to want to skip over some things and not do some things, but it's, it's going to be vital that you make sure that you are sticking to that plan and asking for help along the way to make sure that the process is seamless. And, you know, when people start finding out that you're going to leave, they're going to have that panic moment and say, but I need this from them, right? The other people are going to come crawling out of the woodwork with their needs. And it's really going to be a time of discernment saying, do they really need that from me? Or could this be something that's best done by the successor? So they are building that relationship. Yeah, it comes about you know, your priorities, you've only got a limited amount of time, whether you've given a two weeks notice or two months notice, you still have a limited amount of time. So you really have to set the priorities on what is the most I can do in the limited amount of time to set my team up for success and be very careful about those little bunny trails that kind of come in that want to take you off plan to help with various tasks. Yep. And all the people that are going to say, Let's go for a long lunch or, you know, before you go or or whatever. These are the other things that will potentially get in your way. So some of those things to watch for and say, let's do this after work or after I'm complete so I can stay focused, which is hard to do. 
But if you really want to go out well, it's really managing, like you said, your priorities. And along with managing your priorities, it's giving your leadership your status updates so they know where you are and they don't have to keep thinking about it, right? If you're just upfront and keep giving them the information, they don't have to keep coming around and checking and they can just rest assured that yes, things are moving along or step in if you need help. Right. You know, the other good thing would be is if it's at all possible to meet with your successor, to be able to sit down, have a phone conversation with them, walk them through some things. If you know they find somebody that's coming in before you leave, or you know there's going to be an interim that will step into your place is being able to kind of go through what you have done and what has not been done that's coming down the hill pretty quickly that the successor is going to have to pick up on and really guiding them through those hiccups, talking to them about your team and the personalities of your team and how your team works and really setting them up for success as well. Yeah. And, you know, if there are clients or customers involved in that successor is already in place to even have joint meetings where you can so that your customer or client can feel good about the transition and that you endorse this person and that they do know what's going on. And if something comes up in that conversation or that meeting, you're still there to answer any behind the scenes questions. Yeah. I purchased a company one time and the guy I purchased the company from actually went with me to meet all the customers. Oh, that's fantastic. Introduced me to the customers. We had conversations and lunches and it just made the transition beautiful because by the time that I was the person I had already met them, we had already had conversations. So it was very easy for me to pick up the phone and call them. I didn't have to reintroduce myself to them. So the person that I was coming in behind was able to tell me some of the, the important things about that particular client while we were at lunch with the client. Hey, you know, Joe likes whatever and, and, you know, how I could service Joe best with Joe sitting there. So it, it was wonderful. So I'm huge on when you're able to do that. I agree. And I remember when I was leaving a corporate job and we did that as much as possible for the clients we could get to ahead, introducing them. And in some cases, there wasn't a direct replacement, but there there was the interim person or uh, a team lead who was stepping up for a while and just bridging that gap and also reassuring the customer or the client that, you know, if something major comes up, they, they can reach me. Right. You don't want to put that out there too far because you don't want to keep that particular line open when you're moving someplace new. But if it's a client that needs that extra reassurance, that might be something you can do, especially when you're in person. So I just think that's a, a nice thing to do if you can. So let's talk about, too, the relationships within the organizations, because sometimes we're leaving the organization because we're very unhappy. We don't like our manager. We don't enjoy working for the organization, but it's really still important to not talk about those individuals, to keep your head up when you walk out, to not badmouth them with the team members if you're leaving because you dislike your manager or your leader. Of course, if there's something HR needs to know, tell HR, but not to sit around and bash with the teammates and then leave a bad taste in the mouths of the people who are left behind because now they're questioning leadership. And Yes, that is happening in a scenario that 
I'm aware of right now. And the person leaving is complaining down and they have this whole list of of grievances that they want to share with HR and nothing that was punishable, but they just have their list of everything that's wrong with the world. And their team, right, that is left behind is concerned exactly like you said, like, what are we being left with and who's going to help take care of this and who's going to guide us and protect us from the big, bad people up on the, the top floor? And it's a little dicey. So you don't want to be that person. You want to go up gracefully, even if you want to go run screaming from the building and never turn back. And, at, you know, there are going to be moments where you're like, I don't care if I build a, burn a bridge. You really do, right? Do. There are just going to be times where Monkey Mind or Amy has taken over that says you don't, but I'm saying you do care if, if bridges are burned. Yeah. Yeah. Really practice that self-awareness and that emotional control <laughs> <laughs> in those times. But yeah. you know, the other thing is sometimes we want to run out of the building so very quickly that we forget about those relationships that we do want to maintain. And now the neat thing in society today is with social media, it's easier to look folks up and to reconnect with them, but make sure that those relationships that you want to take with you when you leave, that you exchange information, that you set up regular lunch dates or times to get together, uh, Zoom calls. I have a a lady I Zoom call with regularly. My mom retired this year. And she still goes to lunch. And it was one of those run from the building things. Remember. And so did all the other employees ended up leaving too. But they maintain this relationship and they get together on a regular basis, which is really neat to keep those relationships that were so important to them when they were in that place. Yeah, because I I think there are, you're always going to walk away with something that you want to maintain. And to make that extra effort so that they know they're important to you. Yes. And think too, the job wasn't a hundred percent horrible. Try to hold on to the pieces of the job that were good. So, you know, that negative bias can tell us everything was bad. There was nothing good, but there's always something, whether it's the relationships, whether it was the kind of work you got to do, whether, you know, it was the area that you were living in try to hold on to whatever pieces of that were really enjoyable. So you can leave with some pleasant thoughts and, and it not be this total, I want to burn the, the place down on my way out. Exactly. And, and the person I was talking to earlier today as as they were planning for their exit and there was the, the grievances. And, and I said, what are at least as many positives that you're leaving with that came out of your getting to work there. And they were able to come up with several, but it actually took some time because Amy monkey mind was hijacked, was in that negativity spin, but to turn it around a little bit and have the focus be, what are your positive takeaways? But the other question I ask clients when they're leaving an organization is, what is it that is still frustrating you so that you can identify it, see what you need to learn with it and leave it behind so that you don't take that baggage to the next place with you with still that lesson to learn because the lesson's going to be a little harder every time you don't get it. Yeah. You know, it's important to think if you had a, a bad relationship or it just wasn't a good fit for you, 
what part did you play in it? Yeah. What was your role? Yeah. We always have a role, right? It might not be as large as the other person's role, but we always have a role. And what part did I play in it? And what do I need to work on as I go into my new job? So I don't make the same mistakes twice. I always say, you know, leave whatever baggage you can behind, not take it with you, but that means you have to learn whatever the lesson was. And I also recommend that if you've got some ill will uh, within the organization, try to have a conversation, try to mend whatever broken relationships that there might be. Uh, It doesn't mean you're going to be best friends, but sitting down and just having a conversation before you leave to kind of try to mend whatever might be broken there. So again, you're not leaving a bad taste in other people's mouths as well. And I, I'm smiling as, as you share that because um, I can see in, in some instances, and I even think of maybe back at myself at one point, where if somebody would have told me that, I would have wanted, at least initially before you know you come back and reflect, it was a grievance or some ill will to perhaps tell them their role and (laughs) and let me let's set this record straight but from my perspective what the record was right and that's the reason I bring that up is that's not the way to have these closure conversations is to either let it all out or tell that person what they did wrong but instead it to be more healing and, and forward moving than that Yeah. Cause we always say, when I leave this job, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. I'm going to tell them everything I think about them. (laughs) Yeah. And again, that's the what not to do list. (laughs) You know, it it comes down to the old saying that take the the log out of your eye before you take the speck out of somebody else's. I've not heard that one. That's good. Yeah. So it's, it's a biblical saying and it's just, you know, don't judge other people until you look at where your own issues are. When I think it's time for you to move on. Yeah. Somebody is going to have some issues. Sure. But again, just it's that self-reflection, right? That self-awareness, you know, where are your issues and what do you need to work on in the next job with the next relationships? Right. And really framing it as a, a crucial conversation. I think those closures are good and to really take the time to to do them well and observing what your role is and where that's been and acknowledging it to the other person. And then once you leave the organization and you're already in your new position is be very careful about what you say about the people in the organization that you previously worked for. Don't go into your new company bad-mouthing your old company because it will set the new company, your new boss right up with, ooh, what are they going to say about me? Exactly. That's what I was thinking because I've been on that end of it. And I hear someone coming in and they're talking about how awful their previous place was. And I'm thinking they're going to be gathering evidence for what's wrong with this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's don't hesitate. That's going through their minds as soon as because I've been in conversations before, even just sitting w- around with acquaintances who will badmouth the heck out of another person. Right. And you're sitting there thinking, I wonder what they say about me when I'm not around. And that's a legit thought. And if they're not yet. Right. If they are just prone to that negativity bias, right? They haven't done the work to rewire that. They are going to be looking for what's wrong with you. 
Yeah. And, you know, be very careful. People will bait you. So especially if you come from an organization where maybe there's some stuff going on within the organization, it's very public. People are very aware that that company is having problems. People within the new company might bait you into wanting you to trash the organization. So prepare ahead of time for what you're going to say when that occurs so that you don't get trapped into saying something negative because it's the first thing that comes to your mind. If you know you're going to be in that situation, prepare when somebody asks you ahead of time about how you're going to say it served its purpose while I was there. You know, it was a season for me to move on into new employment and kind of leave it at that. But again, it comes to you have to prepare ahead of time because they'll catch you off guard and you'll just very unconsciously let it all go. Yeah. You'll just jump right in and just because sometimes that can feel very cathartic to just let it all go and to not follow that temptation. But along those same lines are when you're in an organization and there are, there's proprietary information or there is information that might not be available to the public, you have to be so careful to not disclose things that could harm the former organization, because that could haunt you well beyond your last day at that job. Absolutely. And you know, there is one thing that I do want to make sure that our listeners hear is if there is something going on and you're leaving because a bad situation and there is something going on, it's not that you need to be totally silent and just leave without expressing, you know, your concerns, but there is a place for that. So I do encourage if there is abuse going on or mismanagement going on or something that could affect the rest of the team, you do need to sit down with HR and just have on your exit interview is have that conversation and just let them know, not in a the Wicked Witch of the West, you know, kind of a way, but just letting them know things that they need to be aware of that could affect the organization in a negative way. Okay. Are we ready for practical solutions for extraordinary leadership? I think we are. And I think the first solution would be to really take the time to plan your departure before you put in your notice. It's really going to help you to set expectations for your final weeks. It's going to give you that roadmap to stay on before you check out. And it's going to give your team and your supervisor comfort in knowing that you're thinking about things on your way out. Right. And second, to really look at setting your team and your successor up for success. So as you're doing that first step, right, make sure that you are looking for their future success. Exactly. And then the third would be to maintain your connections with the people who have become relevant in your life. Just because you're leaving the job doesn't mean you have to leave those wonderful, beautiful friendships that you've created. Set up lunch dates, dinner dates, go have drinks together, but maintain those relationships. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Lori King Taylor, for a fantastic conversation today. Great to be with you again. I'll look forward to next week. Until then. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate a review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. If you're interested in knowing more about our upcoming events or working with one of us personally to transform the way you lead, visit our websites. For Lori King-Taylor, visit trinityperformancesolutions.com. And for Lori Gorell, visit upwardsolutionscc.com. Until next week.